Hello, everyone, and thank you for taking a few minutes to get an update from the team here at CIBC Private Wealth. My name is Matt Roma, Vice President of Business Development. The purpose of this discussion is to provide some insights from the portfolio managers of the CIBC Discipline Equity Strategy and the CIBC All-Cap Growth Strategy. Today, we're going to take a look at something that has been receiving some increased press coverage recently, talk about how that applies to our investment strategies, and discuss how that may impact your investment portfolio. We hope to address some of the questions that are on your mind, but if you have additional questions, you can always reach out to your relationship manager or visit our website at private-wealth.us.cibc.com. Let me quickly introduce today's presenters. Trisha Bannon is the head of equities for CIBC Private Wealth and the co-manager of the $10.5 billion CIBC Discipline Equity Strategy. Trisha has been a portfolio manager on the strategy since 2010. Jim Farrell is a portfolio manager and healthcare analyst for the CIBC all-cap growth strategy, which manages over $3 billion in assets. There's been a lot of discussion around the increased concentration of the top five constituents in the major stock market indices, and more importantly, the potential for increased market risk should these companies lose their upside momentum. Can you frame the extent of this concentration in some of the major indices? Yeah, Matt, I'll take that. And um, you know, certainly one of the more interesting phenomena in the market today has been just this concentration within the top five names of the S&P 500. You know, historically, the top five names have averaged about 14% of the S&P 500 over the last 40 years. But as we sit here today, it's closer to 20%, which is a record for the S&P 500. And when you compare that to the Russell 3000 growth, it's actually 30% where the top five names constitute of that benchmark. These top five names are similar in that they are all tech stocks or have heavy elements of tech involved with them. As a group, they've got very strong top-line growth profiles as well as impressive margins. Individually, each of these names dominates their verticals. So whether it's Microsoft within software, Apple within cell phones, Amazon, not only in cloud computing, but also online retail, and then finally Google and Facebook within an online advertising there's a strong argument that could be made that all these companies are building an even bigger moat around their businesses and should have even better growth profiles going forward. And so it's a really an interesting time within the markets in terms of how these five names have taken up such a big share of the market, but also have the really strong favorable outlooks ahead of them. Oh, that's very interesting. So in the context of these top five uh, large concentrations within the index, how does that impact your investment process or how is it impacting your decisions with portfolio construction? Uh, thanks, Matt. Let me start uh, by talking a little bit about disciplined equity and our investment process. So while we're certainly cognizant of benchmark constituents, we really are bottom-up investors. We seek specific characteristics for companies that we'll consider as candidates and we'll buy them when our criteria suggests that they're attractively valued, and that's regardless of the representation in the index. By coincidence, uh, the top five uh, names represent about 20% of the disciplined equity portfolio today, um, but the makeup is very different from the benchmark, where we own four of the top five names, three are owned at overweight, and one at an underweight. So, Jim, maybe now you can talk a little bit about um, all-cap growth strategy. Sure. You know, the way we approach portfolio construction is similar. It's very much a bottom-up process. So we're really looking for the best names with the best growth characteristics, and we're trying to build a portfolio around those names. But any similarity or difference from the benchmark is really a byproduct of that process. It's not so much a conscious decision to mimic an index. It shows up 
actually right now we're 12% of our portfolio is in those top five names. And again, that compares to 30% of the Russell 3000 growth. And of those top five names, we own three of them currently. So it sounds like from your comments that there are some similarities in both being bottom-up investors. Uh, can you elaborate on possibly some of the additional similarities and maybe some differences between your strategies? Sure. Um, well, we're certainly also um, active managers, and we are not afraid uh, to our, for our portfolios to vary from the benchmark. We tend to own uh, manage very diversified portfolios. And as you said, we are bottom-up investors. And with that, we are focusing on high-quality companies with proven managements, leaders in their businesses, and businesses with sustainable and predictable uh, long-term growth. And with that said, we also consider the potential risks. Um, we uh, both have relatively small teams, all that work within the same investment discipline per strategy. And then finally, um, we're, we both have very attractive long-term track records versus our benchmarks and versus our peers. Um, Jim, with that said, would you like to discuss a little bit of the differences giving, given that uh, the strategies compete in different peer groups? So, you know, I think when you compare all cap names versus discipline equity names, what you'll see is all cap names have higher growth rates. They'll also be trading at higher valuation multiples. Also, at initiation, you'll see higher upside potentials for all-cap stocks versus discipline equity stocks, uh, with each name having a little bit better downside protection within discipline equity strategies at purchase as compared to all-cap. I think this really shows up within the up-down capture ratios for both portfolios. Within up markets, you really see really strong performance for all-cap, while in down markets, discipline equity has a really strong return profile. I think another difference is just the all-cap portfolio is a little bit more concentrated, which leads to higher active shares compared to the discipline equity portfolio. That's great. So thank you very much for both of your comments on the individual strategies. Trisha, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I would just uh, like to say we appreciate the questions and concerns regarding the concentration and the top constituents and the benchmarks. As active managers, we can decide by way of our investment processes if and to what extent we may want to invest in these companies, evaluating not only the upside potential, but also the, the downside risk. Our decisions will always come from the bottom-up evaluation of businesses, business models, and long-term prospects versus owning or not owning a company because of its representation in the benchmark. Great. Well, thank you both. And so while we're all learning to adjust to new normals in our lives today, uh, what investors should really take away from this discussion is that while some strategic adjustments can be made, it is important for you as investment managers to stick to your disciplined approach and your philosophies that have served you well over your careers. So thank you again for your time today. And please visit our website for more content and updates being added regularly during these challenging times. For more on this and other topics, subscribe to this podcast and visit wealth.us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC, and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.